everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Mr. Tanner Wells. Hey, hey, how's it going? So well, Tanner. I'm glad to have you here. Glad to be here. Would you mind sharing just a little bit about how you came to know the Lord and then fast forward what's going on in your life today? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I didn't really grow up in the normal Christian household. We, you know, we're Christian in title, but occasionally went to church and um, just found myself spending a lot of time in sports and finding my identity there. And, um, you know, paired with that, growing up, uh, I was actually in a broken household. So my parents divorced when I was about six months old. Mm. And um, the reason for that was that my dad uh, had an affair outside of, you know, his marriage. Coupled with, he was actually probably the only person in my life that had somewhat semblance of a faith. Mm. Um, you know, that that made me kind of turned off to Christianity and, and altogether. But even with that, I, I decided, you know, through that pain that I was going to be, you know, the best husband. I was going to have this picture-perfect family. And um, so I just went about my life, but, you know, not thinking that I needed God or needed the Lord in my life. And, you know, started getting into relationships and, uh, you know, going about it my own way and and um, ended up finding myself in those relationships committing the same sin that my father did. Mm. And really through my own depravity and, um, you know, following my own desires as Proverbs 14, 12 would tell us there's a way that seems right to a man, but it's end is the way to death. And so following my own way, I found myself doing something that I, I knew I never would do. And so with that, I just realized that I needed God and I needed him to lead my life and I needed to surrender to him. So Psalm 139, 23 through 24 became my prayer, which is search me, O God, and know my heart, try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievance way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And ever since just surrendering my life to him, he has just been so faithful in providing me just community to come around me, uh, making me feel renewed, giving me a new purpose. Whereas, you know, I used to think that purpose was found in pursuing the world uh, in athletic achievements or even, you know, outside of, of my athletic career, pursuing, you know, corporate achievements and, and money and climbing the ladder. And he's just been so faithful to show me that there's so much greater purpose in my life. Mm. So now, um, you know, I've gone to Ethiopia and, and served over there on a mission trip and now get to serve on the porch and um, and just, you know, openly and freely get to share the gospel around, around Dallas and um, just to get to see him work through me. I love it, Tanner. Uh, your reputation as a, a faithful member and follower of Christ precedes you. And so it's it's really neat to hear the work God has done in your life over the years. What what do you do for a living? Like, What is your day-to-day? Yeah, so um, I work in wealth management. Cool. Um, Goes way over my head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, me too. Don't <laughs> tell my boss that. But no, so I work in wealth management. And um, what that looks like is, is we just— handle all the financial planning for, for families. And, um, we look at their financial situation, help them determine if they're, you know, making the right decisions, spending, uh, retirement planning, life insurance planning, all, that stuff. all, all those things. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, to add a cherry on top of that, we also do the taxes Nice for those clients, which, um, you know, once again, hopefully my boss doesn't hear this, but not my favorite part of the job. <laughs> you know what, though? That might have been the best job explanation we've ever had on the podcast, because I feel like I actually know what you do. Nice, nice. So I love it. Well, that said, Tanner, we are in Numbers 32. Mm. 
So why don't you just set it up for us? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, admittedly, it was, uh, you know, I probably read it about three, four times before I could figure out what was going on here. But um, after looking into this, what we see here is that the tribe of, of Reuben and Gad is going to Moses and the Israelites are about to enter the promised land. And this is for the second time. Mm-hmm. And um, the tribe of Reuben and Gad, they go to, they go to Moses and they, they say essentially, hey, we want to stay here east of the Jordan. And then all of a sudden you see Moses blow up and <laughs> pretty much tell them, as you see in, uh, what is it, verse 14, they don't actually adhere to what the, what they've promised the Lord, the Lord's anger will increase more fierce against them. And so as a reader, I think you look at this and you're like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. But if you go back to, to Numbers 13 and 14, it actually makes sense. So back in those chapters, if you remember, Moses sent 12 spies to check out the promised land and actually spy on the promised land. And um, only two of those spies came back which were Caleb and Joshua, with a report that was favorable for the Israelites and said that, hey, we can, we can actually take this, uh, take this land. And, uh, and the other 12 sp- 10 spies gave an evil report is what, what Numbers, um, I think, 14 tells us. And so, long story short, that was the sin that caused the Israelites to wander in the desert for 40 years. And obviously, if you're Moses and you've been wandering in the desert for 40 years, you're kind of like, Please no, Lord, yeah. not another 40 Yeah, more. not again. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's naturally why he has his, his, out, uh, his outbreak right there against them. And so the tribe of Reuben and Gad, they ended up, you know, reassuring Moses in verse 18, uh, Numbers 32, verse 18. It says, we will not return to our homes until each of the people of Israel has gained his inheritance. And essentially they say, hey, let us set up our houses and... Um, you know, stables for our farm, farm life and, and uh, everything of that nature. And we will leave our, our, our wives and our children here and we will go fight with you until you have received your inheritance in the promised land. And so even in that, um, you know, they reassure Moses that they, they are committed to their promise. And Moses still feels the need to tell them in verse 23 that essentially if they do not keep their promise— their sin will find them out. And that's kind of where we come to probably the biggest takeaway in this passage. Yeah, what do you do with that? Yeah, like what does that actually mean? Yeah. Right? Um, your sin will find you out. And I kind of had to sit on that for a while and look around and, and do some studying. But uh, long story short, sin always has a consequence. And we see that throughout the entirety of the Bible. Uh, even from the beginning in Genesis 3 with the fall, Adam and Eve. And they thought their sin was in private. You know, they thought that they ate the apple and ultimately didn't trust God in that moment. And immediately their sin found them out. And they had separation from God because of that sin. And then if you even go furthermore and look at the story of Cain and Abel, and uh, God even asked Cain, you know, where's your brother Abel? And he responds with, am I my brother's keeper, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and God, you know, just said his blood is crying out from the ground. And it can, it can feel that sin that Cain committed against Abel. And even a few verses before that, in verse 7, God tells Cain that his sin is crouching at the door, that his, de- his desire is contrary to you. So we see over and over again, and even all through the Old Testament, that every instance of sin, of course you sin against others, but ultimately you're sinning against God. Right. 
And this sin is creates separation from you and God. And so what Moses is telling them is that no matter what happens, no matter if you escape and you come back east of the Jordan and yeah, all of us other Israelites. We're still yeah, fighting. Yeah, we're did. still fighting and we and we lose or whatever it might be. You have sinned against the Lord and ultimately your sin will find you out. Hmm. How is that how is that principle played out in your life? What does hmm. that look like? That's a really good question. I think just understanding and taking seriously the um, gravity of sin and understanding who I'm sinning against and and really being convicted more and more of just like what we might call compromises is really seeing as sin. Mm. And that's good. Yeah. And, and that's been something that's been heavy on me, right? <laughs> Looking at my life, I'm like, oh, that kind of stings a little bit. Mm. But, um, you know, understanding that you know, as Romans 3.23 tells us, we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, right? And that sure. while God has done a huge transformation on my heart and and given me a heart that is um, attracted to the things that he finds attracted in, in the world, there's still so much in so many ways in which um, I know that I fall short of the glory of God. Mm. And he's still refining me and I still have so much refinement left in my life to do. And still instances where... I want to find identity in my job and I want to find identity and achievement and I want to find purpose there and, and be recognized for those things. And, you know, Colossians 3.23 tells us that whatever you do, work heartily is for the Lord and not for man. Mm. But it doesn't tell us that we want to completely make our idol out of, out of work. Right. Um, you know, a verse that kind of has been sticking with me lately on that same thing is, is a random verse that's just popped up, but it's Jonah 2.8. And it says, um, those who pay regard to false idols give up their hope of steadfast love. Mm. So, um, you know, I think just understanding when I'm putting other things in front of my relationship with God in my life, um, ultimately it is sinful. It is a lack of trust with God. And it creates a division between my relationship with God and my intimacy with God. So good, Tanner. We could, I mean, we could end there. That, that was great. Um, I'm, I'm challenged and encouraged. Any final thoughts about the chapter? You feel good? I guess the question that I think is interesting, and I can't take credit for this. Um, uh, this question wasn't something that I just thought of while reading. I stumbled across a podcast that the Bible Project did. And um, what was interesting is they were pretty much posing the question, is the land that ultimately the tribe of Reuben and Gad, and then as we see later, randomly pops up later in the chapel, or chapter that the half-tribe of Manasseh um, settles in, was it God's intention for them to actually settle there? Because hmm. as That's we see— That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, that'll mess with your mind a little bit. Yeah, because it seems like Moses is cool with it, right? He's like, right. Uh, okay, yeah. I guess, if that's if what you, you want. you fulfill this commitment. Yeah. But their question, what they posed, which I, you know— thought was very interesting is it's a it's a repetitive um, theme where we see you know at the very beginning uh, Eve seeing what is good in her eyes and taking the apple from the tree and Reuben and Gad and they see this land is what's good in their mm-hmm. eyes and saying we're content here we don't we don't need to go across this river um, and and walk into what God has promised mm-hmm. us 
And um, I think that's just like an interesting question to, to yeah. ponder as you continue yeah. reading through the through the chapters. That is a good question. That's so good. I wish we could keep talking about it, actually. That's interesting. I might need more time to research before I would I be know. able to dive into that one. I know. My gut's like, <laughs> I think it's more like Eve. Like, that's not what God gave them. Yeah. What did they miss out on? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Tanner, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.